You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. It's good to see you. How are you? Better day today than yesterday, I hope. Um, yeah, healthy alive. Um, I mean, uh, other than my, you know, minor inconveniences with uh, working with programs that were potentially a, a revenue uh, source. Um, other than that, still being a problem today. <laughs> it, you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that is a little bit of a problem. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. But there is there is some good news. The hearings have started on Capitol Hill for the January 6th violent insurrection. And you'd be happy to know that some of the opening testimonies have been made already. I'm 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 ecstatic to to hear just well, we're fine. We're going to get to the bottom with, of it. We're going to mm. get to the bottom of it, of what happened on that mm. on that day, that that treacherous day, that day that was worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor combined and the Civil War, mm. that that mm. awful, that those violent terrorists, right? Everything that they did on that day. Those were <laughs> all quotes, by the way. Yes. Somebody, uh, there's politicians <laughs> that actually used each of those, but yes. anyway. And, and testimony using those same things, some of them. So the uh, January 6th committee, um, after a partisan battle over appointees, uh, of course, anyone that was talking sense, like Representative Jim Jordan from my state of Ohio, he wasn't allowed on there. Uh, anybody else that, that piped up and wanted to sit on there, Senator Michael, no, he wasn't allowed to sit on there. Anybody that would talk about the lunacy of the January 6th, I, I don't know, guided tour, that's what I would call it. Uh, anybody that wanted to talk about that uh, and, and shed some actual truth on the matter, well, no, you can't sit on that committee. No, we can't have you on there because you'll cloud the issue. We can't, we can't have that. Right, comrade? Yeah. So they're holding their first hearing today, and we have some of the opening statements. Um, now, today, the hearing is going to focus on the law enforcement experience. They went through some tragic, tragic episodes while they were out there on the front lines, on the front lines. They were face to face with the terrorists. And if you can't tell, I'm being very sarcastic. This is the best I can do. <laughs> and you'll understand why as soon as you hear some of the audio. So we have four witnesses that are testifying. Uh, we have Private First Class Harry Dunn, Sergeant Gunnell of the U.S. Capitol Police, Officers Michael Fanon and Daniel Hodges. Daniel Hodges, you're going to love what that guy has to say, uh, of the Metropolitan Police Department. They provided a detailed and emotional testimony about the attack on the Capitol. And wait till you hear this, right? Wait till you hear this. That's typical Democrat fashion, too. To, to try to pull on the emotions and everything like they don't they don't give you. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I don't have an actual audio clip of uh, uh, of Sergeant Gunnell, but uh, I do have his quote here. He says, to be honest, I did not recognize my fellow citizens who stormed the Capitol on January 6th or the United States they claim to represent. Um, To be fair, I, I don't disagree with him because I don't know any of the people that were there. And the country that we call America today is not the country that I grew up learning about. And no. believing in. No, it's not. The rioters called me a traitor, a disgrace, and shouted that I, I, an army veteran and a police officer, should be executed. Really? Hmm. I heard specific threats 
to the lives of Speaker Nancy Pelosi and also the Vice President Mike Pence. Gunnell added, saying that the officers fought hand to hand, inch by inch, to prevent the invasion of the Capitol by a mob intent on subverting our democratic process. Really? Huh. Well, they were in a meat grinder, Bruce. They, they, they were they were in a meat grinder. I mean, you saw some of the some of the footage of them uh, yeah. once they stormed their way inside. They were talking to the police officers, and one of them was standing around. One officer was standing around, scratching his head, trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, yeah. There wasn't really any action taken on the mm. officers in that regard. None at all. Yeah. I mean, they were of, talking to some of the people like they were the, the, yeah. the quote unquote insurrectionists. Uh, maybe maybe they need to go through their own law enforcement agencies and and weed out those insurrectionists there because some of those law enforcement officers were not doing their job in trying to take down those insurrectionists in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the hearing began, again, these are the parts we don't have audio of. Shortly after the hearing began, Chairman Bernie Thompson, a Democrat from Mississippi, just I'm just saying, emphasized that at least one rioter said he was at the Capitol to, quote, overthrow the government and that others chanted, hang Mike Pence. That was actually trending on Twitter and Twitter didn't remove that. Oh, they removed every other election audit account today all at once. The one in Arizona, the, Georgia, Nevada, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was a violation of Twitter policy. You know, uh, mm, they they yeah. they they were producing synthetic and manipulated media. So right, right, and clearly that that's why they were banned. Right. Well, we can't have any um, of that. So yeah, the 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 insurrection. Um, the 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 problem I have with their whole narrative. Um, they were claiming these were the crazy insurrectionists, Gadsden flags, you know, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. The groups that they're trying to target and point out are also the ones that are the most heavily armed. They're also the ones with the most guns and ammunition stored. I didn't see one firearm being brandished by any of those quote unquote insurrectionists, terrorists. Except, except for the Capitol Police officer that shot it, the woman. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Babbitt. I have my uh, suspicions it, as to who he was acting under the orders of, but that's a topic for I another mean, day. They're directly under Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the graphic video that's being played on CBS and NBC. I showed you the ones what CBS is running. It's ridiculous, uh, all this stuff. The graphic video shows rioters pushing through police barricades saying, F you, police. Of course, I can't say it because we're a family show. They played the... Uh, the panicked police radio tape, including graphic body cam footage, and showed the violent crowds overwhelming officers as they pushed towards the inside of the Capitol. Also in the video were the oh no, were the gallows set up outside of the Capitol and rioters saying that they were coming for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and former Vice President Mike Pence, who they called a traitor. The video closed with one person saying, we need 30,000 guns up here, and another person saying, next trip. Hmm. Um, first of all, the gallows thing... Do you happen to recall an incident where uh, they 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 put that in front of uh, a, a, a very wealthy, well-known billionaire? Uh, yeah. Um, they, they, well, well, there's a there's a couple actually. Well, they're not really gallows, yeah. but I mean, it's kind of the same thing. They put a guillotine in front of Jeff Bezos' house not long ago. And yeah. Do you do you know which group did that in Paris? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, Antifa. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I was going with it. Um, the the kind of nonsense they're saying that was happening, not really sure I trust that it was actually the rioters that did it. Because we're seeing now that there were federal agents that were embedded inside of the insurrection. 
And we've been saying this entire time that many of those people there were probably Antifa or, you know, and in fact, we actually uh, were able to identify at least two um, Antifa members. So mm -hmm. John Sullivan. Well known. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, the, the stuff that the media is focusing on. I'm wondering if that was a staged event. One would think so. And I believe 100% that what we're seeing today is nothing but political theater. It's staged as well. And I have my suspicions just looking at the company that's being kept in the crowd behind the people that are sitting up there giving testimony as to what's actually going on. If you pay very close attention, there's people behind those that are giving testimony that look like they just don't belong there. You look at a crowd. I'm very good at looking at crowds and picking out people that don't belong in a crowd. I've been doing that for years. And immediately, I'm looking at somebody in this crowd of people, and I'm, I'm telling Bruce, I said, you see that one right there? And he says, yeah. And I said, that one doesn't belong. And I told him why they don't belong. So I suppose let's go ahead and start with it. Uh, let's, uh, we, we're just going to go through a few of these here because we got a lot more to cover today. We're going to open with uh, Congressman, what the hell is this guy's name? The, this Republican buffoon, who is this? Kinzinger. Uh, Kinzinger. Uh, ex Kinzinger, yeah, Adam Kinzinger. Apparently, he, both he and Schiff had um, the same uh, like memo or something because they both did the same thing in the uh, hearing. You mean they were um, both laughing? Uh, yeah, they they both were laughing. Yes, actually, yeah, I would probably say it was laughing, and they would just shifted it to make it look like it was crying. Um, uh -huh. But uh, Kinzing Kinzinger specifically was ex-military officer, uh, and now he's a. Illinois, I believe, uh, Republican. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, standard run of the mill as far as policies and everything. But um, yeah, the, he knows how to play the game well. Well, apparently he does because he got picked to be put on that committee. Because if he doesn't play ball, then, well, Madam Speaker is not going to let you sit there, is she? Now, this is her show. Yeah. So let's take a listen to what uh, Representative Kinziger, what, whatever his name is, this 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 guy out of central casting has to say. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Now, mind you, for those that cannot see it, he was laughing and smiling just a second ago and mm -hmm. watch the flip. Right. Listen. Well, as a listener, listen to the flip. Uh, I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though, you guys may like individually feel a little broken. Oh, you guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with. And, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. Oh, boy. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. Oh, God. Get, we're not a democracy. We're defined by how we come back from bad, de bad days, how we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. Let's define the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Oh, okay. Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States. <laughs> okay, somebody get this man a tissue, right? Get him a Kleenex. Get him a whole box of them, because he's going to need them. So just, just want to uh, kind of point out that he is one of two Republicans on the committee. The other Republican is Liz Cheney. Anybody see anything wrong with this? Really? She got picked to be on this thing? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Liz she Cheney got tossed and... out on her ass. 
Yeah. Like she she's like, what was it? Two votes from being recalled and thrown out by her own state. Yeah. yeah. So I would not if if Adam Kinzinger is in the same ballpark as Liz Cheney, um, they're nothing but Democrats or also known as rhinos. Either way, either way. Honestly, man, we're we're looking at at a Republican Party, and that's controlled opposition, right? Can we can we safely say yeah. that at this point? That's that's controlled opposition. Yeah. Going with what he just said there, um, deadly insurrection. Do 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 we remember how many died on nine eleven? Uh, yes, actually, it at the Twin Towers, it was over three thousand. Okay, now we've as we mentioned, this um, these were actual phrases that were used. Um, this this was a deadlier event than. 9-11. Um, do we know how many people died at January 6th, the, the, the insurrection? Uh, yes. Um, two. Yeah. Yeah. And how many of them were directly the result of rioters? One. Uh-huh. Uh, by whose hand? Uh, the Capitol Police. Am I, am, I, yeah. am I doing okay here? I'm just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but math is one of the things I enjoy. Um, for, somehow two... And three thousand are a bit they're, they're a bit apart. There's a, there's a few numbers in between there that are missing. Well, don't forget about um, Pearl Harbor. Don't gloss over that. Yeah, and, and the Civil I, War. I was just pulling up don't recent gloss over, time because yeah, don't don't gloss over know. the Civil War either. Because yeah, you know, President Joe Biden compared the uh, insurrectionists on January sixth to <laughs> those that were you know worse than the Confederates in the Civil War. That was your party, by the way, Joe. Um, just saying. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, and he was also alive during that time to see that happen. Well, he's been on the Senate Judiciary Committee for 150 years, so he knows. All right. the cap- Okay, so the other death on January 6th was the Capitol Police officer, but he succumbed to his own wounds. It, it wasn't... He had a heart attack, right? That, that's what it was, or he had a stroke um, or something? It was It was either a heart attack or a stroke, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it one wasn't. of the two. It was cardiac-related somehow. Yeah. It, some, some, somehow yeah. it was It was cardiac-related. He didn't... Like, CBS News tried to run with that. CNN tried to run with that, too. They tried to say that he was bludgeoned to death with uh, by a fire extinguisher by these... Yeah. Uh, the, these mm-hmm. QAnon conspiracy theorists or whatever. That never happened. Mm-hmm. Even the officer's yeah. family, his wife, his widow came out and said, stop saying that my husband was killed at the hands of the people on January 6th. He died of, it was either a heart attack or a stroke. I'm sorry, I I can't remember which one it was. Natural causes, basically. He had pre-existing conditions before this. Like, this was already a risk for him anyway. So he was already having issues, and my understanding was he was already on medication for this stuff. And whatever it was, it was, uh, you know, blood thinners or whatever it was. He wasn't even hit by a fire extinguisher, by the way. If you look at the text messages and everything, he was hit by Mace. First officer to testify on Capitol Hill today. Police officer directly involved in those events and still hurting from what happened that day. I'm providing this testimony solely in my personal capacity and not as a representative of the United States Capitol Police. Before I begin, before I begin, I'd like to take a moment of my time to ask for a moment of silence for my fallen colleague, Officer Brian Signick, who died from injuries he sustained in the line of duty defending the capital of our beloved democracy. Not true. Not true. Is he is he going to have his Twitter account banned? It's a good question. It's a really good question. I mean, he, he's propagating falsehoods, synthesized media, as they word it in their rules. 
Okay, next, uh, and then we, we're going to have to move on. I'm sorry, we, we got a lot to get to, but uh, next. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Before we do, there was something that I, I, I caught there, and because of the recent times in, that we live and we're being conditioned to notice these things first, um, did you happen to notice something that uh, would basically give the media an out if anybody was to critique him on his uh, statements there? Did you notice anything that they might exploit and say you're a racist, a white supremacist, because you're going against the officer? Uh, I'm, I'm referencing that because the officer is black. And if you were to go against anything he said there, well, you're a racist. You're 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 uh, uh, the world we live in. I, I don't know what. Yeah. But we know that this is all a show trial. That's all this is. This is this is the, the, the same people that ran the sham impeachment are the same people running this. Adam Schiff is up there being the the little whatever to Nancy Pelosi, and she's running at what running this whatever. It, it, it's a joke. It's a sham. That's all it is. And I don't know what they've got on these officers. I don't know uh, what they're doing with these officers behind the scenes to to get money. You think it's money? I just pay them money. I mean, uh, yeah, you get Buy to keep your off. job. You get some money. You yeah. get a promotion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get that. Get that nice. Uh, get that nice pension you've been waiting on. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Officer Daniel Hodges. This, quite frankly, this one, I had to save this one for last. Again, these are only opening statements that are happening today, so there's not a lot that we have yet. So we'll probably get some more either tomorrow or the next day. I don't know. We'll, we'll get some of the best of and we'll, we'll put them all together in a compilation. Officer Daniel Hodges. This is unbelievable. The sea of people was punctuated throughout by flags, mostly variations of American flags and Trump flags. There was Gadsden flags. Oh, God. It was clear the terrorists perceived themselves to be Christians. Oh, I my. saw the Christian Christians. flag directly in my Christian front. Christian terrorists. Another read, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my oh. president. Oh, goodness. Another, Jesus, Jesus is, is king. Oh. One flag read, don't give up the ship. Another had crossed rifles beneath the skull, emblazoned with the pattern of the American flag. Oh, my goodness. To my perpetual confusion, I saw the thin blue line flag, a symbol of support for law enforcement more than uh, once, being carried by the terrorists as they ignored our commands and continued to assault us. <laughs> he was in the meat grinder. You hear that? They continued to assault them. Do you know what happened with this guy? We have the video. Unfortunately... It wouldn't do us any good to play it because you, the listener, obviously you can't see it. We have the video. He was indeed on the front line face to face with the uh, <clears throat> terrorists holding the uh, Jesus is my king flag. He was there. That part's true. Do you know what they did? They took his gas mask off of him and there were a line of officers behind him, behind Daniel Hodges. There were a line of officers behind him pushing back on the crowd that was trying to push through the door. Officer Hodges was getting sandwiched by the other officers and their riot shields and their riot gear. And as a result, he was screaming like a little girl. <laughs> he got pinched in the corner. I mean, what he, between the door and the other officers and their riot gear. But he's up here belly aching and bitching and moaning. Dude, you're a cop. You're a cop. I know what it's like to be out there on the streets side by side with those men and women. I get it. I get it. You get knocked down and you're down in the dirt sometimes, son. That's the way it happens. You don't want to be. You don't want to dirty up that uniform. But you know what? Sometimes you have to. 
to get the suspect in custody. Well, and sometimes you have to dirty up the uniform to make that a little extra buck, right? But for I'm, God's I'm sake. Facetious. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. In the meat grinder, he's a, he's he's confronting the terrorists waving Jesus is my savior flags. You hear this? Yeah, um as as a as a Christian, I'm a bit appalled that he decides it's a good idea to try to specifically throw Christians under the bus when um I'm sorry, but everything that went on there, as far as the flags and the the name calling and all the the rhetoric he was saying was a problem. Um, he and others have said this. I'm I'm sorry, but all of that is the freedom of speech and religion. Uh, you know, being Christian. Uh, you don't like it. Well, first of all, you don't have to be there to listen to it. And if you want to go, you know, you, you don't like it altogether. There's plenty of countries out there that don't allow Christianity and don't allow um, this kind of um, interaction to happen. You're more than welcome to take a take a hike. Yeah, but see, they don't do that. They don't go anywhere. They don't go to these places. See, they champion this stuff all day long, but they don't really believe in this stuff. They don't champion these ideas. They don't stand behind these causes when it doesn't go their way. Case in point, anybody been paying attention to the Cuban Americans that are protesting in America for the Cubans that are trying to free themselves from the iron rule of the Communist Party in Havana? Do you know who's out in front of the Capitol building today giving a press conference? Now, I don't care if you call it a, a photo op or whatever, at least they're out there doing it and at least paying lip service to it, if nothing else. They're out there giving the speeches in support. They're out there praying together on the, the front lawn of the uh, of the Capitol building. And that's Senator Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz is a Republican. Why aren't the Democrats out there doing that? Wait a minute. I thought they were I thought they were all for the um, the Hispanic population. They were all for the uh, uh, the minority communities, right? They're all for that. Why, why aren't they? Why aren't they out there? saying, yes, we agree with you, down with communism. Why aren't they saying that? Even if it was to pay at lip service, why aren't they doing it? I'll tell you why they're not doing they're it. For exactly. Because they're for it. They're supporting it. That's why. Because if communism fails in Cuba, well, that's not going to look good for what they're trying to do in the United States. Not only that, but the narratives that we've seen over the last year specifically. They don't buy um, them. They don't buy them, but this fits into their agenda with trying to make a communist nation. This is, I mean, they're enacting control mechanisms uh, that you need for the Great Reset or mm. a communist Marxist world. You know, I've been hearing some stories lately about when the wall came down in Berlin and the Soviet Union collapsed shortly after that. Did it collapse? It's a good question. Did it collapse or did it just take a break? You see, they shifted to China shortly after that. The Western elites did. They moved their investments there. What they had invested in with Russia was a failure. The big banks out of New York and out of London, bankrolled the Bolshevik Revolution. They had to get their money from somewhere. It wasn't just Stalin robbing banks. Yes, that's where Stalin came from. He was one of the original Bolsheviks. He was a bank robber. He was a thief. But they had to move. They had to set up shop somewhere else. So a few years went by. We got ourselves tied up in the Middle East. We were following that plan of that crackpot, Zbigniew Brzezinski. And then 9-11 happened. We got focused on the war on terror for 20 years with all of our allied nations while we were being deindustrialized, having the rug pulled out from underneath of us, being spent into oblivion. Uh, yeah, the end of that was 2008, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know. That party was over in 2008. They couldn't sustain it any longer. They really, really broke the financial system by the year 2008. 
it was over. But we bailed them out. And in the meantime, they've been running around consolidating. They don't have time anymore. They can't kick that can any further, right? Kicking the can down the road, papering over it, whatever. They can't go any further with it. They're done. While we were focused on the war on terror for all those years in the West on a common enemy that they were eventually going to flip back on us at home, which you see what they're doing. See, that's what you do. You pick an unpopular group to do a beta test on to demonize, and then you figure out what the flaws in the system are as the control mechanism, and then you flip it back on to your real target. And that's what they're doing now. We were focused on everything that was going on in the Middle East for so long. Radical Islamic terror, right? ISIS and all the stuff. They created all of that stuff. They created the radicals. So by us being occupied, it bought them time. Financially, from a corporate standpoint, from a financial standpoint, it bought them time to move their investments. And they moved it to China. They went over there and they jumped in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. And now those chickens are coming home to roost. So they're in a panic now. They're at endgame. They're done. Fauci, CNN, the White House, Gavin Newsom, Governor Cuomo, they're all ramping up with this COVID stuff. And we got to vaccinate everybody. And, and well, we just don't have a choice at this point. You're going to take it. Really? Really? Well, um, I think you're going to find what that line in the sand is for a lot of people. Do you know, I went to a restaurant tonight, Bruce. I went to a restaurant. Can you, can you believe it? I went to a restaurant tonight. They have an indoor seating area, of course. They have an outdoor seating area. You can sit inside if you want, but you have to show proof of vaccination. If you don't, well, then you have to sit outside. That place was packed to the brim. People were lining up wanting to know how long it would be before they could get a table to sit down and eat. Guess how many people were inside? Very few. Zero. You see, these numbers are not where they need them to be, as I said yesterday. Fauci now saying that, oh, it's going to be those unvaccinated people that are going to cause this. The New York Times is actually doing a hit piece today saying that, yeah, we're going to have to um, tell vaccinated Americans that they're going to have to put those masks back on. And by the way, the CDC has literally just announced just now. Uh, this just dropped about five minutes ago. The CDC has completely reversed course. Fully vaccinated Americans are now asked to wear masks indoors in places with substantial or high transmission, including schools, again, regardless of your vaccination status. The New York Times ran a hit piece saying that, well, see, it's those unvaccinated. Well, see, we're going to have to we're going to have to tell the vaccinated people they're going to have to wear masks again. Uh, but is that going to cause the vaccinated people to be angry at the unvaccinated people. You see, they're they're starting to they're playing that, right? They're, they're already running that through the uh, running that through the ringer to see how far they can get with it. Fauci on MSNBC two days ago. Impact of the unvaccinated on the rest of us. Well, the impact, jo Jonathan, is that you're going to have the propagation of an outbreak that will continue to smolder. So you're going to have suffering on the part of the people who are unvaccinated. There will be some not very many, we hope, but there will be some breakthrough infections, even among the vaccinated. So as long as you have circulating virus in the community, which is predominantly because people are not getting vaccinated, mm -hmm. then they hurt themselves. And you don't want to see that no. because among those are people that are going to wind up getting hospitalized and some of them are going to die. That's the individual impact on those who don't want to get vaccinated. But there's a broader societal impact, Jonathan, in that if you allow the virus 
to freely circulate because so many people are unvaccinated, you give it yet again another opportunity to mutate even more. And you may wind up with creating a variant that, in fact, is eludes the protection of the vaccine. We're very fortunate that even though this Delta variant is a real bad actor in the sense of being highly transmissible, for the most part, the vaccines work very well against it, particularly Mm. in protecting you from severe disease leading to hospitalization. But you let the virus circulate, you may get a variant that's even worse. Okay. Um, Let's let's just talk here. Now, again, I'm not a medical professional. Bruce is not a medical professional. We're not scientists or anything like that. We're just concerned citizens. That's all we are. Common sense tells you that when you come in contact with a virus or a virus starts circulating through a population, you're going to get mutations. OK, yeah, that part's right. You're going to get mutations. That's only natural. However, the viruses themselves, when they mutate, they usually mutate into a less lethal, like the lethality of that virus drops. Case in point, the influenza virus, the original flu virus, that was from 100 years ago. We're still dealing with different variants of that. Each one has become less deadly over time. Originally, the initial outbreak of the influenza virus killed 50 million people. But as time went on, those deaths have thinned and thinned and thinned and thinned and thinned. The only place that I have ever seen where a virus mutates into Something more deadly is in Hollywood. That's the only place I've ever seen that happen. Or am I mistaken? I mean, I'm not a medical professional and I'm not, you know, I I haven't studied deeply into the subject. But from what research we have done, I have not seen a single virus that has become more deadly over time. Uh, They become less deadly because the virus mutates into a way that makes it more transmissible. And as I said before... Viruses, they, they don't want to kill the host because they want to replicate. They want, they want to continue spreading. So the goal is not to kill the host. The goal is to replicate. They can. It's, it's theoretically plausible that a virus could become more deadly. Uh, but again, the problem is, is if a virus becomes more deadly, let's say, let's say you get infected and the virus mutates and it mutates to be more deadly. You know what happens? You die. The virus burns out. That's the problem with transmitting a more deadly version of a virus. You would have to transmit it before you died. And it's just not it's not likely. So, well, the other problem with what he's saying here is, is that in order for this to be more deadly, it would have to be caused by unvaccinated people. There's not been any scientific evidence to prove that that's ever been the case ever, ever. They're, they're just espousing it. It's the same thing with these masks. There's not been any scientific data to show. As a matter of fact, if you look at the studies that are out there, they show that they don't protect you at all. If, if anything, they have negative effects. Even Fauci himself, in the very early days, before there was even talk of a vaccine, he says, well, uh, if we get a vaccine and we rush it, this is, of course, when Trump was still in office, before they were talking about even Operation Warp Speed. He said, if we develop a vaccine and we rush it and we bypass all these safety measures, you run the risk of the vaccine enhancing the negative effects of the virus itself, meaning translation, meaning you're going to make it worse. He knows that. Fauci's not stupid. He's a lot of things. He's a flip flopper and all the rest of it. He's not stupid. You don't get to be where he's at for 40 years if you're stupid. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. He knows very well. He knows how to play the game. He does. He does. He's good at the political game. I'll give him that. I will give him that. Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo 
on CNN. Well, um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but um, don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now, because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. I'm free. Well, your kid's not free to give other kids meningitis in schools. Got to take a vaccine to do that. Got to take vaccines to, in order to get to be employed. So uh, what is the big deal? And all these people were saying, I don't want to put this stuff in my body. They're out <laughs> drinking on the weekend and putting other substances in their bodies. That's way worse for them uh, than a vaccine. I'm so, not, Don. Come on. Let's be real. Yeah, look, there are people who have health exceptions. I think they're the very pronounced minority. Uh, this is about something else, <laughs> something just as toxic as the virus. Now, my hope is that people on the right and Trumpers changing their tune, whether it's Steve Scalise or Sean Hannity uh, or these other guys starting to get more quiet about it, that that may make a difference. They are aware that they don't want to wind up like Trump, where you misplay a pandemic. It's demonstrably false what you said and you lose. They don't want the midterms huh? to look like this election did uh, for Trump. And that's why you're seeing that. Ho, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You Seth misplayed, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, that. It, it, it does seem like that, doesn't it? Yeah. You misplay the, pa let's go back to that. You misplay the pandemic, you lose. Now, again, I'm, I'm very clear on my stance on Trump when it comes to this vaccine nonsense. My stance is very clear on that. However, we did talk last week to a very good friend of mine, and we did discuss that we want free and fair elections in our nations, no matter what. I don't care if Stumble Bum Joe wins. I don't care if Bernie Sanders wins. I don't care if Hillary Clinton wins, George Bush, any of these 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 idiots. I don't care. Did we the people actually vote for that? If we did, I'll tip my hat to it and say, okay, fine. You won. Good job. Nice campaign. Let's get through this as painlessly as possible. Did Trump lose? All of the election audits, most notably what's going on in Arizona, Georgia has now put a team together for a forensic audit, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, Michigan, all the states that supposedly he lost were putting together these forensic audits. All of those accounts simultaneously were wiped from Twitter this afternoon. Did he lose? Of course, these yahoos over on CNN, of course, they're going to say, yeah, of course he lost. There's no evidence, baseless claims, blah, blah, blah. But Don Lemon, you don't get the vaccine, you can't go to the supermarket. You don't get the vaccine, you can't go to the ball game. Can't go to work. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. I think that's where we should be. Okay. Um, you can't go to the supermarket. Really? It's almost like the media are the ones that are signaling to the politicians, this is what you need to focus on. Almost. You'd think so. Case in point, listen to what happened in an Australian press conference with their health minister yesterday. If the, if the AstraZeneca take-up doesn't improve, when do you get to the point when you actually go hardcore and say, if you don't have the AstraZeneca and you do qualify, you can't go to a supermarket or you can't go to this particular place? You know, 
I think it's always a balance in a kind and democratic society as to what you do in I mean, what our homes at the moment. As a one in one hundred year pandemic, and that's part of the balance. And I think that the messaging that we're giving day after day is to take the community with us, and that's the emphasis that certainly I would have. See, he doesn't want to answer the question. If he saw the if he could see the look on his face, he doesn't want to answer the question. And so he scrambles. But my question is because that, clearly that's the same talking point that's being circulated to the media. Who is circulating that to the media? We know that the likes of Henry Kissinger behind the scenes, we always knew that this was coming anyway. You control oil, you control nations. Well, oil is not a thing going forward, is it? Right? Great reset, electric cars, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. You won't own anything, you'll rent all your products and services. But if you control food, then you control people, right? Why is the media signaling to the political class simultaneously in two different parts of the world that that's what they need to focus on? Why and who are doing it? I'm wondering if this is the media that's, you know, kind of nudging them in a direction, which, by the way, the media here is funded by the CCP. We've pointed that out many times. Or is this the politicians are already going this direction? And they're using the media to test the waters of the populace. I guess this is a dilemma of which is first, the chicken or the egg. And in this case, I could see it being either way. The media is the one pushing the narrative or the politician. And the politician's doing it behind the scenes and using the media to kind of test to see, you know, just kind of get the idea out there in the public and let the, the public, you know, kind of uh, desensitize them to the idea and, and get them on board, if you will. Well, there, I, there's so no I getting them on board. Way. No, there's no getting them on board. People are already showing what their lines are. They're already showing that. And it's getting larger. By the way, today in France, they passed that ridiculous law that says that uh, you need a vaccine passport to go into a restaurant. There's restaurant owners in Paris today putting out signs saying, no passport here. Come on in. You're unvaccinated. We don't care. Come on in. And people are cheering them. People are cheering them. Macron, that bum Macron, he's not even there. He's out in the middle of the Pacific on Bora Bora, for God's sake. He's torpedoing the country and he's not even there to look his own constituents in the face. How much of a coward is that? How much of a coward is that? You stand for something, then you stand behind it. You announce something like that as a leader of a nation, a major nation in the world. You stand behind it, sir. You don't run off to the beach somewhere like Larry Page and all those those Google people hanging out in Fiji while they bring the world down. No, he's out there getting flowers hung around his neck while they're building guillotines in Paris, waiting for him to return. They're tearing his pictures down, stomping them into a thousand pieces on the floor and throwing them out the second and third story windows of the government buildings. Some of them are gilets jaunes. Some of them are yellow vests. But a goodly percentage of those people out there are his constituents that supported him during his last election. Uh, I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, you remember when the uh, freezing incident happened there in Texas? And then uh, yeah. you had Ted Cruz take his family out and, and leave the country because, you know, they had no power. There was nothing they could do. Mm -hmm. So they left. And well, they had already... We're going to already had take that a, vacation planned like a long yeah. time before that anyway. So I'm not defending uh, the guy. I'm and, just saying, you know, I mean, if I've got a vacation planned, I mean, and you're down for a couple of days. OK, what are you going to do? Um, I, 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 I would defend him even if he if this was spur of the moment. Hey, look, our power's out. Uh, we have the means and ability to go to a uh, on vacation. Um, I can't do anything to fix the power. 
uh, I would almost argue you would be a bad parent and husband if you didn't do that. But, uh, you know, whatever. Um, you, you've seen the backlash he received for doing something like that during, during a um, difficult time that he had no control over. Um, why, why, why is uh, Macron not receiving the same kind of um, critique from the media for uh, leaving the country in a current state that it's in when he does have the power? He is the cause of the problem. Because hmm. at the end of the day, it's not him. People know it. The ones that are out there in the streets, yeah, they hold up the anti-Macron signs. But you know what other signs you see out there? You see Bill Gates and prison stripes. You see down with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Down with the banks. That's what you see. You see, it's not enough to just go after the politicians. See, those are their front people. They can throw those people out and get rid of them. They don't care. They'll just replace them. They'll put somebody else in there. Case in point, they got rid of Matt Hancock. Because he was, I don't know, snogging his uh, assistant or whatever it was. And believe me, whoever put that camera there meant to put that camera there and catch him. Believe me. I know because I used to put him there. But they just replaced him with someone else. Once it came out that Hancock was compromised by Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum, photos were circulating. What's Matt Hancock's relationship with Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum? What is this? All these photos of them smiling together and hugging and shaking hands and having dinner together. What's this all about? They put Saji Javid in, didn't they? The next day, what happened? Oh, he's hanging out with Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. Oh, guess what happened? New health secretary Saji Javid comes down with COVID. You haven't seen him since, have you? Mm-hmm. See, they just rotate these people in and out. This time is different. This time's different in history. And the reason this time is different is because I know I was bashing on him a little bit earlier and I was calling him, you know, uh, an idiot and all that. It's a big Brzezinski. He was right about one thing when he spoke at a uh, Council on Foreign Relations meeting. He was right about one thing. He said, for the first time in human history, mankind is politically awake. For the first time, they're looking at the elite. They're not looking at the politicians anymore. They're looking at the ones that are behind the scenes. And shortly after that, he said, and by this measure, we understand that it is easier to kill a million people than it is to convince a million people. You see, he and his kind in that circle of whatever it is they're doing back there behind those curtains and those smoky back rooms and everything else, they know and they know that we know. And that's the worst part about it for them. I have audio here. Uh, this is breaking of CDC director Rochelle Walensky talking about the immediate reversal of the mask mandate in the United States for fully vaccinated Americans. In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant and protect others. This includes schools. CDC recommends that everyone in K-12 schools wear a mask indoors, including teachers, staff, students, and visitors, regardless of vaccination status. Children should return to full-time in-person learning in the fall with proper prevention strategies in place. Finally, CDC recommends community leaders encourage vaccination and universal masking to prevent further outbreaks in areas of substantial and high transmission. With the Delta variant, vaccinating more Americans now is more urgent than ever. The highest spread of cases and severe outcomes is happening in places with low vaccination rates and among unvaccinated people. This moment, and most importantly, the associated illness, suffering, and death could have been avoided 
with higher vaccination coverage in this country. Okay, first and foremost, and I apologize for the, the poor audio. It was ripped off of their conference call. Uh, I do apologize for that, um, but we'll do the best we can to try and clean that up. Uh, but I'm not sure if there's only so much you can do with that. First of all, she's reading from a script. That's the first thing. The second thing, there is absolutely no evidence that any of them have produced any of them. I don't care if it's Australia. I don't care if it's any European nation. I don't care if it's the Canadians, the Americans. It doesn't matter. There is no information. There is no study. There is no scientific basis to prove that this is a problem of, quote, unvaccinated people. In fact, all the evidence we're seeing is to the contrary, which is precisely what the data shows. The data showed in the 2008 studies of the development that this was going to happen amongst vaccinated people. It was never about coronavirus. It was about the vaccine for it. That's what it was all about. But instead, instead of them admitting their faults, no, 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 no. They double down. They come back at you with more. See, at the end there, she's blaming everybody that didn't do what they were told. It didn't matter if everybody did what they were told because they were always going to give you the next one. Was she on a phone call from Bora Bora? That's a good question. Fiji, I think, maybe. Fiji, yeah. Terrible lines um, out there under the Pacific, yeah. Yeah, that, that wasn't the greatest audio quality, but hey, you know, congrats. Welcome to the new, uh, the new norm. Yeah, unless uh, we continue to resist it and tell them to get stuffed. She also went on to say, and it wasn't covered in there, but this is what's being reported in uh, different mainstream media outlets now. Uh, she also went on to say that uh, new data, of course, there is nothing that actually says that. They're just espousing it. It's just like what the, the, the Nazis did during the Second World War with that race science garbage. You know, the Aryan race, blah, 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 Uber mentioned, blah, you know, all that, that cockamamie mm -hmm. nonsense. Mm -hmm. There was never any scientific basis for that. They just simply asserted it. That's all it was. And if you were somebody that stood up against those thugs and those psychopaths, then the Gashapo would come in the middle of the night and take you away. That's exactly what they're moving towards here. Make no mistake about that. Hell, they're already doing it in some places. I did hear last night, Australia. it's not confirmed. Yeah, Australia. I did hear it in Canada. I did hear last night that it's it's not confirmed. I'm still in the process of confirming it. They're trying to have a law passed immediately in France saying that anyone under the age of 25 who is unvaccinated and tests positive for COVID will be taken away to a... Uh, quarantine center. That's really nice to say to a bunch of people that are building guillotines out in front of your door. That's not something you should be doing. Well, how bad is it? I, I asked this question about a year and a half ago to the political class. How bad is it really? No, I'm serious. How deep are you in? How much are you in hawk to these people? How bad is it? It's got to be really bad if you're doing all this. It has to be. I mean, I can understand, you know, Schwab and all these idiots out there just spewing their nonsense about whatever, right? I understand that, right? He's a psychopath. He's a grifter and all the rest of it. I understand that. I get it coming from him. But from a lowly politician, from some nobody that's sitting in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a public health department that probably never got a date to the prom. That's who these people are, by the way. They're the ones that never made it in high school. They're the ones that, that everybody picked on. They're the ones that never got invited to the parties. They never got invited to, to somebody's house for a sleepover. They never got to go on the camping trips. That's who these people are. They're the nobodies of society. They come from the dregs of society. They're losers. So I get it coming from somebody that's a, a sellout, whatever, that's being paid for by the banks at the top, like Schwab and, and Gates and the rest of it. I understand that. But a politician, a county health department official, really, really, 
She goes on to say, the CDC director, Walensky, she, uh, again, this is being reported by other mainstream media outlets. She says, new data shows that breakthrough cases of vaccinated individuals can have as much virus to shed and spread as an unvaccinated person. Welcome to the club. You did what you were told, and that's still not enough. See, they're going to turn you against those of us, which, by the way, that's not going to work, really, if you think about it. Think about it. Think about that for just a second. Just a second. Put that into perspective. You're going to turn a vaccinated person on an unvaccinated person. Have you looked at the mentality of a vaccinated person versus an unvaccinated person? Have you looked at the mentality? Have you looked at the stature? There's a difference there. Are you really going to put those people in that kind of a position? Because I can tell you right now, you put one of these, I don't know, a vegan shoe going along to get along, double mask wearing idiots in my face. Well, he's not going to have a very nice afternoon. And don't think for a second that I'm blaming that poor sap. Quite frankly, you're putting those people in a position that they don't have a way out of. That's the sad part about it is they are the lemmings. They are the sheep. They're meant to be destroyed, right? See, those of us that are not following along with these these illegal edicts from this uh, th- this new whatever, this aristocracy or whatever these people think they are, you're going to put your own foot soldiers out of the picture. Going along to get along doesn't work. It, it doesn't doesn't get you anywhere. But they're going to figure that out soon enough. That's the other part. Wait a minute. You're going to you're going to send us out there to to menace a million people in Milan. You're going to send us out there to to menace and, and counter protest with our our 5000 people against a million in Rome, in Paris, where they're building the guillotines. That's where you're going to send them. You're going to send them out there where they got a crowd of 250,000 sitting in Trafalgar. You're going to send 10,000 people out there wearing their masks and their little placards. I don't think so. You don't see Extinction Rebellion showing up at those protests, do you? No, because they'll get their asses stomped. They don't have the numbers. It's that simple. I I don't know where to go with it. I mean, this is all the stuff that we were predicting was going to happen. We did say that they're going to be pushing, you know, more lockdowns, more restrictions, more jabs. You're going to go for the third jab. You're going to see another spike. You're going to like... This is all stuff we've been predicting and saying is coming. Uh, congrats. Here we are. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, with, with the way that they're, the media is trying to, to um, basically hit us against one another, the vaccinated and unvaccinated, the uh, uh, Democrats and Republicans, uh, the, the people that want a free country and those that want a democracy, quote unquote. I, I feel like um, we're, they're, they're trying to divide and conquer. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, that, that's what they're doing. But we knew the vaccine it's was going so to be used obvious. To do that. It was going to split society. Yeah. We knew that. But it's so obvious. How is the average person not catching on to this? I, I, th- that's what's baffling about all of this. Is it, it's it's so blatantly obvious at this point, and yet it seems like the average person is just like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, when you, when are you gonna get your vaccine? Oh, it's going to be nice when we get to go back to football games or stadiums or, you know, movie theaters or uh, what? This is, this is the new normal. The, the, there is no going back to what you. Yeah. Like trying to believe. portray that to people. It's like, yeah, trying to portray that to people is is really difficult because it's like you, you don't understand. There's nothing to go back to. Like they, they don't get that. They, they really don't get that. I'm like, you, you don't go back to that. And, and people ask, they're like, well, you know, do you watch any movies lately? And I'm like, no. I, I don't. I can't tell you the last time I watched one. And quite frankly, I don't care. That's over. At least for me, that's that's over. That's the old world. I don't care anymore. I don't care about any of that stuff. There's no going back to the theater. The theater was dying anyway, by the way. Now, I'm not talking about like the theater as in like acting on stage acting and stuff. That's different. But these rock concerts by what? That's not even music anymore. 
has been music for a very long time, but you want to go back to that? You want to get lectured by some woke idiot standing up there on stage about something that you're paying money to with your tickets? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, by the way, they're going to, for their protection, they don't want to have concerts for people that aren't vaccinated. Okay, fine. Go ahead. I don't want to be there anyway. A statewide study is out in California, and I know we're at time, but we'll run over a little bit here. A statewide study is out in California. It shows five counties with vaccination rates above the state average. Guess what? They're the counties that are dealing with the highest daily average of new cases of COVID-19. But I thought, if you were vaccinated, you're okay. Yeah, you're, you're protected. You're not going to get COVID if you get one of these. According to CBS Sacramento, this is a mainstream outlet. Yeah, see, they're not going to be able to hide this much longer. It's too late for that. A new analysis finds, I'm quoting, a new analysis finds several counties with above average vaccination rates also have higher COVID case rates, while case rates are falling in counties with below average vaccination rates. That's CBS Sacramento saying that. The data published on Saturday shows Los Angeles, San Diego, Alameda, Contra Costa, and San Francisco counties have rising COVID case rates as well as high vaccination rates. Again, all of the studies that we looked at when it came to development of a coronavirus mRNA vaccine shows that it was going to do exactly this. This right here. Well, no, you're a crazy wing nut. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a loony. You're saying that they're going to have vaccine passports. Nobody's talking about vaccine passports. Yeah, you're a lunatic. No one said anything about that. No one's talking about forced vaccines. What, 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 are, you, what are you talking about? What, where's all that coming from? Not so crazy anymore, is it? You'd be hard pressed to find a country that isn't pushing one of those things. Uh-huh. Again, as you said yesterday, it'd be easier to find the countries that are not doing it. Be a shorter list. In contrast, Modoc, Glenn, Lassen, Del Norte... And San Benito counties have below average vaccination rates and are seeing a drop in COVID cases. You know, I'm I, sitting here talking about this like I'm shocked. And quite frankly, I'm not. I, I'm not shocked. This is what's happening in Israel. All of the new COVID cases are coming from vaccinated people. That's where the data is pointing. Is that right there? But at the same time, you have the swamp, Fauci and company, CDC, pharma companies, all the rest of it. No, 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 no. That's not coming from vaccinated people. That's coming from unvaccinated people. Governments across the board are flipping the script, looking at the opposite direction in which the data is pointing. And they're telling you that they're making all of their decisions based on data and science, when in fact, it's the opposite of that. In a local news report about the, quote, interesting data, this, that CBS is calling it interesting data, is, is that, oh, it's interesting that that's, uh. that's happening. Uh, maybe you idiots should pick up a paper, pick up a white paper, pick up a research paper from time to time and have a look at it. They ensured viewers that these, quote, alarming statistics don't mean that the vaccines aren't working. <laughs> uh, well, OK, OK, I can agree with that. I can agree with that, oddly enough. Right. I mean, I, I can go with that. And I'll tell you why I can go with that. I think the vaccines are working as intended because this is exactly what they are meant to do. A doctor interviewed by the CBS affiliate blamed dense populations for the rising cases of highly vaccinated counties. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't fit the trends of places like Florida, who have a higher retirement or retiree rate, but low infection. It, yeah. it doesn't fit. I'm quoting well, not low infection that the infection rates are the same, but the, the fatality rate and hospitalization rate are far lower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm quoting here, Dr. Philip Norris. He says, if there are a lot of people around, you're more likely to bump into one who has COVID. In a similar story, 
a 132-person COVID outbreak in Massachusetts was comprised of, guess what, a vast majority of vaccinated people. In the UK last month, of course, not to be outdone, the UK last month, The Guardian published an article asking why most people dying from the Delta variant are vaccinated individuals. Why is that? Gee, I wonder, why is that? We saw something from the former FDA uh, chief, Gottlieb. He was uh, on CNBC Squawk Box yesterday, and the, the audio is terrible. I'm, it doesn't work for whatever reason. I'm, I'm sorry, we can't play it. But he also sits on the board of Pfizer. I know it's just, it's crazy how they, they find these people that, you know, used to be the head of the FDA, who's now on the board of Pfizer. And, and one of the things that they were discussing was, uh, the vaccines only have a 36% effectiveness in Israel. Now, see, that number is going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping is what's going to happen. Now, see, you're going to need a third one. You're going to need a, a booster. Yeah, you're going to need those. Another example, as if that wasn't enough, another example of showing vaccinations that could actually be assisting the spread of COVID-19 is that 68% of India's population have antibodies despite only 6 to 13% of people being fully vaccinated. Huh. Odd. I, I believe it was also, was it Indonesia? It's one of the most highly vaccinated countries in the world. And 75%, I, I think they're looking at 75% vaccination rate in the country. And over two thirds of their cases are actually from vaccinated people. So, I mean, it's, there is that. Uh, but it doesn't matter. The mainstream media and the politicians are still pushing that narrative. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? Is that Delta variant? Give me a break. Give me a break. Take that down the road, you idiots. All right. We're out of time. We did run over, but uh, that's OK, uh, because that that broke right there at the end. So why not? Right. All right. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. You get access to all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And you also get access to our exclusive podcast we do once a week just to our Telegram subscribers. You also get access to our news feed. We have a comment section as well. So drop something in there. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so in another way by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.